Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Talking sports, talking everything, talking beer, talking pretty much what comes to our mind every Sunday night here at Phone Pack Studios. Welcome again to a great show. We are uh, have the Eagles game on live for all you Eagles fans out there. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's not looking good. Denver's just piling on the points. Uh, it looks like a peewee football game. It's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Mike, what do you got? I took the Eagles today, getting 10.5, and, a half, and it's, uh, it's not looking good as of right now. We were talking earlier. I don't know why the Eagles. I mean, the longer Peyton Manning has the ball, I think the Eagles are in trouble, especially with the secondary. And territory, just go for. It. I mean, the percentages of picking up a first down are probably higher than stopping the Broncos. You know, the Broncos' offense at this point. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. We knew the Eagles. Here's the thing: we knew that the Eagles were going to go into uh, a shootout. We we knew Denver was going to put forty something points on the board. We just thought the Eagles would be putting thirty to forty points on the board as well. Here's the biggest problem, Kev, with the Eagles this year: the first half of the Washington game, it kind of just jaded everyone's perspective of this team. That was the worst thing that could happen: is the Eagles played great in that game and won. Now all of a sudden, going into this game, the Eagles were probably supposed to win five. Between four and seven games, probably. No yeah. one, no one really saw them winning many more than that. Well, Ray Diddy, what did what did, when Ray ta- we talked to Ray? What did he say? Ray said, I believe five. Wins, I think he said five. Five wins. So going in, everyone knew that this team wasn't going to win a lot of games. They played well in the first game against Washington, and everyone's expectations rose. So now you beat Washington. Yeah, but now go, everyone. Now, yeah. Now San Diego comes and you lose to San Diego by a point. Everyone's up in arms, and then you lose to Kansas City, and. These are the same people saying, no, the Eagles are going to stink this year. So they kind of got everyone's uh, opinions of the Eagles a little bit, uh, you know, floated the their opinions a little bit higher than they probably should have been. So the Eagles are what they are. They, they Their defense, their secondary is horrible. Their offense looks good at times. Michael Vick, he, he, he plays well for one, two games at a time, then doesn't play well. So Michael Vick is what he is. He's, he's, a, he's a nice quarterback, but can he can he win a Super Bowl in terms of, can you win, put a string of four or five great games together? I don't think so. Well, it's going to be uh, – you, you said it perfectly in terms of the, the Redskins. You found out that the Redskins stink. Well, right. That, that, yeah, right. That was, a huge, that was a huge thing because everyone's saying the Eagles, the, you know, the Eagles are so good, and then the Eagles tur- stink for tur- the Redskins. It turned out to be the, the Redskins' defense. The Redskins just right. are terrible. Right. So you just found out how bad the Redskins are and how bad the NFC East is this week. Uh, it, I don't know. I'm just – I was very I'm, – I'm a little annoyed, Mike, I'm not going to lie, and he, I'll tell you why. I spend a lot of my time working. I come here every Sunday night. You know, I'm teaching during the day. I'm doing this. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long week. So I ask for three hours of the week for, for what? For football, mm-hmm. for the Eagles. I'm not getting it. Why not? It's, it's uh, the wife kind of dumps, dumps uh, the baby down, you know, obviously – as you know, yesterday was Olivia's birth, my daughter Olivia's birthday. Uh, we had a raging party into the uh, wee hours of the morning, wee hours of eight p.m. <laughs> so it was a it was a, a long day, and you know today we're opening gifts and stuff and going through clothes and washing clothes. So there was that whole whole issue I was dealing with. But I said three hours. I went three hours for the Eagles. I didn't get it. I'm sitting. I'm back and forth the entire time. Now, there is an invention a DVR box. 
Yeah, but I'm um, no, I can't DVR. Yeah. See, live sports, I can't DVR. Okay. You know, remember we were you and I both tried to DVR the playoff game and the Phillies, the yeah. Phillies, and, and we just ended up fast forwarding every pitch. Yeah, because I, I can't, I, I can't be behind the rest of the world. Like I just can't. I can sit there and watch. I can watch. It's the hardest thing is now with social media. You can't. No, you can't check message. anything. You can't check anything because someone's got a score. Someone's texting. Hey, did you see that play? So exactly. It's hard to not. It's hard to DVR a whole game and not know what's going on. I can DVR newsroom. I can DVR any TV show. I cannot DVR a game. It's it's impossible because I'm I'm too nervous. I'm too like anxious. I need to find out what's going on. Well, I DVR that Roy Halladay um, no hitter in the playoffs. Oh my god! And I found myself. I got through the whole day with it because that was like a three o'clock game, I think. Yeah. And I got through the whole day until about nine thirty without knowing what happened. Yeah. So I'm DVRing the game. I'm watching it. All of a sudden, we're in the sixth. The sixth inning, he has a no hitter. Yeah. Well, now I'm just fast forwarding the Phillies at bats. Well, that's the thing. I think they were up three nothing at that point. So I'm fast forwarding, fast forwarding, just to get to the last, you know, the last inning to see if this guy throws a no hitter. I just can't. I can't. There's no. There's no possible way. I. I remember the the Roy Holiday no hitter. I, I understand the sitting through. I just can't, there's no possible way in my in my world that I can sit through knowing that something like that's happening. Seeing someone say it's it's he's got a no hitter through eight, and I'm in the sixth inning right now. I would just I would just lie. I would just hit live. I would be like, what did I miss? What did I? He struck at everyone. I would just go live. I have to. I couldn't. I don't need to watch every single pitch. I just need to know what happened. To, need to yep. be there in the moment. Yep. Because that's the biggest thing, being there in the moment. You watch it on DVR, it takes away a little bit of the thrill. Oh, it takes it away. Because here's, you're, you're, you're celebrating by yourself. It's like yeah, it, you're celebrating by yourself. You're watching live. It's like sloppy seconds. You're, you're celebrating. You're, you're late to the party, and you're the one sitting there, sitting there celebrating by yourself while everyone else is out there. Are, if you DVR, you're catching up by the end of the game. Yeah, I'm saying, but I'm saying I'm hitting that live button okay. when it gets to the oh, eighth gotcha, inning. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not waiting, yeah. waiting for that show. So I'm, you know, I, obviously I didn't make, really catch a very good game, forty-nine to thirteen currently. But it's still, it's the principle of the matter. I need it's three hours of my life. Event, you yeah. want to watch the game, even if they're getting blown out. You're still kind of flipping around the other games, watching the game a little bit. But here's 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 her thing. It's the you know uh, Saturday mornings, I'll check out soccer. So it's like you, I feel like I, I start getting labeled into well, you your, want three hours. Well, that's your first mistake. Well, the, what? Nix the soccer. That's impossible. I would nix the soccer. Saturday morning soccer. Because that's... believe me, you are celebrating by yourself when when <laughs> soccer's playing. That's for sure. That's I I I refuse to believe that. You know the the ratings came out for the English Premier League on NBC. It's, I yeah I, I actually saw it. I, it I was, saw infomercials uh, actually beat out uh, had higher ratings. They the the ratings were through the roof. People are interested in yeah, soccer. Yeah, but is that in this country? Yes, because it's the only – everyone's watching it in Britain, in Britain, on the British – whatever they're broadcasting. BBC? P- BBC, BBC One, BBC, BBC Three. <laughs> but uh, in America, NBC is covering the games exclusively. So the English Premier League is covered exclusively on NBC what? and all its sister stations. But – the ratings are through the roof. I never got soccer. Like, what is so appealing about soccer? Like, what's so appealing about like a lot, a whole lot of running and like not that much? What's scoring? so What's so appealing about hockey? Fight? I, I, no, I, I'm not a big hockey guy. I don't know. I can't answer that. But like, well, okay, what's you're a big baseball yeah. guy? What's so appealing about baseball? Just the 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 purity of it. I think. Just I don't. I don't know. But that. But, and, but baseball. Baseball is a sport where. No, look, I've always, I've always said if baseball was invented today, no one would no watch, one it. watch it. it no exactly. one would watch it. But yeah, I, be, be, because it's America's pastime, everybody watches it. I, I just think baseball is a game where you could sit back, your your dad takes you to the game, you know, you take your kids to the game. There's just something pure about it. Soccer, I, I don't, it's just it's just way too boring for me. I have about four text messages right now saying soccer sucks. Well, that's so I'm, I'm, I think two, I'm, I'm two of them are from me. <laughs> yeah. I really think I'm in the uh, I'm by myself on this one. Coming up, uh, coming up at about seven thirty, Kev, we're gonna have author, book writer Harold Castleman on to talk about his new um, his new book, A Pitch for Justice. So we'll talk to him a little bit about um, about the book and kind of get some questions, um, you know, ask him some questions about his books and what it takes to write a book and things like that. He's been on some other sports shows, so that should be interesting talking to Harold coming up in about uh, about twenty minutes. Speaking of interesting talking, uh, we got we got my man Elwood. Elwood on the line. 
What what even happened in Indianapolis today? They, uh, they were up last I checked. They were up like thirty seven three. So Elwood, so they're just blowing teams Elwood's out. So he's going to be happy. Is the, I'm I'm guessing there's going to be theme music. Elwood. Oh, Elwood, how guys, are we doing? Are there? Here we go. There, guys. There is yeah, theme music. Hold on. Who are these people who are making this song? Elwood, I think it's you who are making this song. Because right now, all... There's so many... There's so many... Theme songs. Are people in Indiana just do they do they make new songs every single day? I guess. His songs like a rocket. What song? What song did they make when uh when uh what's his name? Brad uh, Brad Stevens went to uh, the Boston Celtics. Was oh, there a theme song? A lot of sad one? songs. Yeah, there's Goodbye a lot. Of, a lot of sad songs. But he kept his lake house here, so everyone's holding hope that he'll be back. So. <laughs> he'll be back. He didn't sell oh, his oh. lake house, so. Elwood, a lot of a lot of teams go years like after Marino retired. The, the uh-huh. Dolphins are still looking for a franchise quarterback. Right. Jim Keller retires. The Bills uh-huh. are still looking for their franchise quarterback. Here's in the here, you know here are the Colts. They go from Peyton Manning, arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, right to another ten twelve year old uh, twelve year potential guy in in Andrew Luck. Like how does that feel as a Colts fan? Oh, kidding! It's like we won the lottery. I mean, I'm loving this game to death. I mean. I mean, I think Peyton's fabulous. I mean, it's I'm not even mad about them letting him go. Everyone says, "Aren't you upset?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah, but you would, know? yeah, okay. But would you be upset if Matt Castle was your quarterback? Yes, but right. I don't think they would have got rid of Peyton to take him. They had the next big thing, and they took him. And now we're set for over a decade. You know, God bless Denver, but they've only got three years at best. And I may be over optimistic at that, but. Um, no, not mad at all. I mean, look at today, Luck and Manning both won by over thirty. You know, and last year. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh well, this Eagle game is this yeah. Eagle game isn't over yet. I would if I can see it's fifty-two thirteen with and, six look, minutes guys, still remaining. Mike Vick is. They a, do run a, a hurry-up offense. Mike Vick is a knife at a gunfight whenever it's Peyton Manning involved. So just well, Nick Foles nah. is in the game right now. So. Oh well, oh well, then there you Uh-oh. go. Uh oh. Uh oh, Elwood. Hold on. Hold on. Hold your phone, Elwood. Oh, tippy toe. Is that Pope? Oh, yeah. If, um, they got the they got like the reserves Jackson, in. That is, you know, I do. I don't mind Nick Foles actually. I mean, you got to understand when 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 you're a Colts fan and you think about Curtis Payne or Nick Foles, who's really good. Although the Colts now have some pretty good backup quarterbacks, so it's kind of scary. It's like, well, these guys are actually okay, you know. I mean, nothing fabulous. I mean, you know, Chandler Harnish is hardly the second coming of anything, but I mean, he's good, you know. So, oh, did you see what Chuck Pagano did this? Did uh. Did this week uh, earlier in the week with the uh, they put the mouse traps in front of the uh, guys' lockers. Did you see that? No, I heard he, that. He, thought, he, he said it was like he said this was a trap game today against Jacksonville. Um, I forget who they who do the Colts play next week. They play um, Seahawks. Okay, Ooh. yeah. So coming off Reality. a big win, coming off a big win. Now they have the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars, and he put mouse traps in front of all the guys' lockers today, like you know, signifying this was a trap game. And uh, I don't. I kind of like Chuck Pagano. I kind of like Pagano too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very outside the box thinker. I like him too. And uh, yeah, Seattle's going to be rough. But this is Andrew Luck we're talking about. I mean, that the, the uh, that game before last. I mean, he just stiff armed a dude, ran down there, and did it himself. I mean, you know, dude's a beast. You know, because Peyton isn't the world's most athletic guy. Good yeah, but he gets rid of the ball so quickly. That that's but what he does that's well. why. But I'm just saying, Andrew Luck is probably about as good as him, and he's athletic. You know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out in a few years. Because you know, I mean, I realize that Luck's only a sophomore, and it, I mean, he's already farther along than we had a right to expect. Plus, I used to go to the RCA Dome, Peyton's sophomore year. He wasn't as good. So you know, I mean, we're so. It's overall, I'm just happy with the team. You know, it's kind of great. I got to see both my boys play today, and they both won. So it's like, ah, oh, nice. Elwood, Although I'm Elwood, the Eagles just scored. Stop saying, stop saying Peyton Manning won. It's not okay. over. Uh-huh. We're fighters okay. here in Philadelphia. I don't know if you've you, ever seen Rocky you, one through four. I don't know if you've way. ever heard of the Phillies' nickname, the Fighting Phils. But uh, <laughs> no, never. Elwood, heard listen. That. Thanks yes. for the call. We, Thanks, got, we have to run though. We uh, got a lot of stuff to get to. Thanks for the call. We'll probably talk to you next. We'll talk to you next week. See you, buddy.
Elwood checking in again. Uh, he's ha- he's a happy camper now, right now, now. Now, when they get when they get boat oh, race next get... week, will he call in? No, he will not be calling in next week yeah, after they play yeah, Seattle. Yeah, he will. He'll be having different what theme are, music. Are, It'll are, be like the Undertaker theme what music. Are they? What are they? Are they four? What are? They? No, they in, lost. They lost to Miami. They, uh, what Indianapolis? Yeah. What are the Colts? What's the Colts record? I don't even know. Four? No, they, they did. They did. Look, they definitely three and lost. one. They're three and one. Yeah. 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 So you know what? Last year, I believe there were um, what were the Colts? A little bit over five hundred, maybe last year. Um, you know, they're just, look, they're, look, they're 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 on the yeah, right but path. right now they're they're not going to be they're a juggernaut. I I even like Darius Hayward Hayward Bay. We talked about this last yeah. week because he's a he's a solid fast guy and he's learning good habits now from Reggie Wayne as opposed to learning bad habits from the guys the in Oakland. Whole thing is like, did you see where um who said it? Ah, what coach? I, I forget what I just heard. Some coach said he would have gave up. He would have given up ten picks to pick in, like ten picks to pick to get Andrew Luck. Like that's how much is a quarterback driven league. You know, quarterbacks win. When yeah. you when you look at when you look around the league right now, there's probably only seven eight teams who can win the Super Bowl. That's true. We uh we want to thank our sponsor tonight. The show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all great good products. Just a phone call away. Eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight. Also, a uh, new sponsor, Cross River Realty. Uh, Cross River Realty specializes in off-campus housing at Temple University. Cross River Realty is also a fer- full-service real estate company located in Philadelphia. Check them out at CrossRiverRealty.com. Uh, good sponsor, good uh, good insight. Cherry, uh, Cross River Realty, give them a call, especially if you're if you're looking for housing in the uh, Temple area. Definitely, will hook you up. Also, Integrated Play. Our girl, Renee Shaw. Renee, if you're an athlete looking to transition into a career, contact Renee Shaw. She does wonders, 269-760-3857. Call in tonight, 347-215-8126. And hit us up on Twitter at the match underscore upzone, which about 10 of you already have, and blasting me for liking soccer. Can anyone, doesn't anyone have any, doesn't, aren't there any soccer fans out there? I feel like all I'm getting is texts and tweets just saying that soccer stinks. I feel like there's. Just I feel a, like it's a good sport when you're a little kid. From the ages of three to seven, it's a great sport. That's ridiculous. <laughs> really, three to seven, it's great. Once you realize like there's other sports out there, I think soccer kind of goes to the back burner. But Kev, I, I, I want to talk about something. Now, now, now I know you not being able to watch the Eagles game annoyed you today. You know what really is annoying me this past what, week? What's what's annoying you? The whole Mariano Rivera thing. Enough. Um, um, yeah. Enough. Metallica. All right, great. Metallica came to the game. Okay, great. I just don't. And then the whole thing with Pettit and Jeter going out and relieving him from the game. Yeah. And then the whole thing about him trying to play center field. Enough's enough, of Mariano. I feel like it's the, the the ego trip. I've I've watched. I felt like I've watched enough this past season with the with the gifts that are being thrown in. I just don't. I don't do like. Lot, yeah, but I don't like, like farewell tours. It's not journey. Like you your farewell tours are dumb to me. You're a baseball player. Retire and go into the sunset. You you're going around getting gifts from everyone. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like I do thing, not. Like Chipper well, Jones got like Dr. So, J was the same thing. Okay. I, I, what I what I'm annoyed at is just the whole thing. Like all right, it's, it's the last the last series with the Astros, uh-huh. and the whole thing is about Rivera. You know, I'm getting you know on the newsfeed on Instagram, Rivera is not going to pitch again. He's not. You know, everything's well, Rivera. No kidding. Well, here's what do you mean, no kidding. If they have a lead, I mean, he would probably close the game out. Yeah, right? but uh, my thing is, and the whole Metallica thing, like, it's like, what if they didn't? What you know? What's the what's the situation if he doesn't? I mean, they're going to bring him in regardless. Him in, yeah. What if the yeah? What if it's a? I don't know. It just it just seems it's overblown. I don't. I it makes me lose even more respect for the Yankees. Well, how about the whole? How about the whole uh, three hundred five? That Robinson yeah. Cano seeking a ten year three hundred five. Kev, well, we the, talked about Kev, that. The, the days of the days of the whole long-term contracts, I think, are over. I mean, he's going to be 31 next year when the season starts. So if he's getting 30 million dollars a year, yeah. it's like the Pujols deal. Pujols is in year two of a 10-year deal. Uh-huh. He's already starting to break down. This is the second year of the deal, and he's breaking down. Well, they, so from 36 to 41, they're going to be paying Pujols 30 million dollars. You know what they and they they're just uh they're talking a lot about it. They're doing it in the NHL with the with the uh front front loaded contracts. Uh you I mean loading them up big time in the front and then just dropping them down to the back where it becomes 
less of a hit against the cap if you amnesty him. It becomes less of a hit. That's what they need to do. But hockey's still ridiculous because they give ten year, eleven year contracts like crazy as well. I just don't. I just, you're right. There, you, there should not. There should be a limit on how many years a player is allowed to get. You can't have ten year contracts if. It, it, yeah, there's going to be a team dumb enough out there. Yes, but that's but that's it, it's a franchise killer. The Angels now are done. Well, they're paying pools and and uh, Josh. Well, well Hanel got a seven or five or seven. Yeah, but they, they're they're loaded in, and right. if these guys break down, what you can see them doing now, it's over. It's it's all yeah. done. I mean, Pujols is not going to have. I don't. Pujols is not going to have another significantly career year unless he was he's well, juicing. Look at the playoff teams this year in baseball. Okay. Okay. The, the highest payrolls in baseball, I think the top the top three are the Yankees, Dodgers. Well, the top five are Yankees, Dodgers, Phillies, Angels, and Red Sox. Yeah. Okay? The Yankees, Phillies, and Angels aren't in the playoffs. And then you have Oakland, Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh, who are like 27, 28, 29th in the league in payroll. The Indians just made the, the, uh, the playoffs today. They're like towards the bottom of the playoff, uh, you know, the, the salary in the league. Atlanta's 19th in the league in salary. So, you know, these big names, or the, the big names and the big contracts don't necessarily win. You look, what's go, you look what goes on here in Philly. I mean, we had the four, the, the, the four aces with, uh, you know, Halliday, Lee, Hamilton. Yeah, and, and look where that got us. It got us nowhere. It got you, us a first-round loss in the playoffs. Here's the thing. You went from the – Phillies went from the best starting pitching staff in baseball to two years later having the worst pitching staff. ERA, team ERA in baseball because they had zero depth. When you have zero depth, you're gonna you're you there's gonna injuries are gonna happen. Holiday got hurt, Kendrick got yeah. hurt, uh John Lackey was was pretty much hurt the entire year. What, what about John Lennon? Whatever who did I say? John Lackey? Lackey, yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's my he's a lackey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I wish we had John or is he with the Red Sox or in? he's Red he's Sox. He's with the Red Sox. But these guys all get hurt, and then you're bringing in AAA guys who are not nearly ready. But you look at 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series. Their starting staff was Brett Myers, Joe Blanton. Yeah, but they had Hamill, but they had guys. They had run. and they had they had depth in the bullpen. No, they did. The, and they had Brad Lidge was was, was clutch. Yeah. But they they had guys to set through to Romero, go through. They had a yeah. good middle relief. Yeah. They had a good uh, setup guy. I mean, they they just had a solid team, and they had pitchers who could go out. And get wins, and it's not. A, it wasn't about being a power pitcher, being the 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 See, sexy pitcher it, like it, a Cliff Lee or a Roy Halladay. It's just about going out and getting wins. Now, now you look at the Cardinals. They have now they have a nice pitching staff. Yeah, Carpenter, Carpenter Wainwright. Wainwright. Yeah. But you look at their hitters. They have guys who can hit. They don't have guys necessarily like Whoa. household names. David Freeze was the MVP. You know the World Series. Nobody knew who the heck David Freeze was that year. Um. You know, they just have these guys who can just who who can just hit. They don't have the big names. Uh, obviously, they had pull holes, but they, one through nine, they just had great hitters. They, they had clutch hitters, guys that can hit behind runners. You look at the Phillies; there's just too many strikeouts on the lineup. Well, guys, they, I just don't. Uh, the Phillies. My, I was talking. I was arguing with my brother about this, saying that he's like, I'm excited for the young guys. Like I'm, I'm not. He's like, I'm excited to see what Darren Ruff will do, what Dominic Brown will do. There's too many question marks. There's too many, I don't know about, there's no sure position. We were talking yesterday, Chase Utley, he's the only sure position. And how old is he? 33. You know, what about Brown still? I mean, yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying. The, the, your sure position to your, you know he's going to go out and, and get hits and do what he needs to do, those are the, that's it. That's all, that's all they have. Chase Utley. I mean, you know Cliff Lee, you know Cole, you don't know Cole Hammers. You don't, you don't really, Chase Utley's the only guy who's like consistently going to get it done. And then you have a bunch of when young guys. Hurt. Yeah. Ben Revere, there's still a big question mark. You saw improvement. Uh, it's just Cody Ash, you don't know yet. There's, there's so, there's so much young. Ruiz may not get re Ruiz, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just, they're looking like a bomb went off right now, and it's not looking good to be a Phillies fan. But then you look at the Braves, they always have, they always have a nice mix of, they always veterans. Well, they always kind of re. They, they kind of bring in fresh life with young guys while they mix in a couple couple veterans. Like the Phillies got old all at once, and that's the problem. Uh, Chipper Jones was on his way out, but then then you saw guys like Jason Hayward coming in. You saw Freddie Freeman coming. In, you saw all these young guys sprinkled in with some veterans. So that's what you need. You need a nice mix. And right now the Phillies, 
they have a couple decent young guys, but their old guys just got old in a hurry, and they all got old together. It's kind of like yeah. what happened to the, look what happened to the Yankees. The Yankees left side of the infield. I mean, <laughs> remember when we said when the Phillies as a Phillies fan, you're like, would you rather have uh, who was it? I forget who, who you were comparing it. The, maybe was it the Mets? Yeah, the Mets. left side of the infield or the Phillies right side of the infield with Howard and Utley. Versus Reyes, Reyes and, and right. right. Well, Reyes is gone. Yeah, Wright's still a Wright's still a good Wright's, player. Wright's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a uh, very no, no, please. If he's 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 playing for a, a terrible team right a now. Bet right now, he's not making the Hall of Fame. What's the bet? Anything you want. David Wright's not a Hall of Fame player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. All right, key, let me look up. Key, key, let me look up David Wright's numbers. <laughs> keep, keep keep it going. I'm I'm looking. At, I just he's he's. On a terrible team, but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but look baseball, at his. I mean, you have to look at his numbers because his numbers. the Mets are terrible. It doesn't matter in baseball if you're terrible. They're yeah, but David Wright's an uh, all-star you, every single year. Right, at third you, base. Get in, you get in baseball for your offensive numbers. Exactly. So even though your team's terrible, you're still up there hitting. And he's still up. He's leading. He's leading. Leading what? He's leading at least my Hall of Fame vote. Yeah. Once uh, once we steal it away from who is it? J. A. Donde oh, for some God. reason gets a Hall of Fame vote. He's going to, he, yeah, Hall of Fame vote. Put in Kobe. Good job, J.A. Congratulations. All right, let's see Give that guy a Hall of Fame vote. Let's see here. Let's see David Wright's numbers here. For do it. Career. What do you got? Okay, he's already played 10 years. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. He's a three, he's... A uh, career? Career 301 hitter. What, is that, what do we say about, you, you go three for 10, you're in the Hall of Fame. Oh, there's some guys who are 300 hitters are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, okay, so he's 300... Let's see, how many home runs does the guy have? Where the heck's home runs? He's got 222 career home runs. Uh-huh. Okay, 10 years in. So he's not getting anywhere close to 500. Okay. All right. No, not to 500. Philly should have signed him. They move, they move him to Philly. He's, he's RBIs, 875 RBIs. Okay. 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 I mean, the, these numbers aren't exactly jumping out. Now, do you want to see Hall of Fame numbers? How old is he now? How old is he? He's 20 what? Because he came up early. Well, he he was twenty something last year. He's he's almost thirty one now. Okay, he's still got plenty of time. How old's Pujols? Pujols just got a huge deal. He's thirty three. How old's Pujols? Look at Pujols. You want to compare numbers of him and Pujols? No, but is Pujols a Hall of Famer? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, I think yes. David Wright in a few years. Give him a few how years. How many good years is David Wright now? He's thirty. He's got three more really good years left. How old's Jimmy Rollins? Jimmy Rollins is like thirty eight. Jimmy Rollins is an MVP at thirty. All right, but is Jimmy Rollins a Hall of Famer? No. Okay. But so, Jimmy David Wright's numbers are better than Jimmy's, and he's got gold uh, gloves. Well, so does Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. All right, but hold on. Okay, so let's let, let's go. Let's real quick. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Miguel Cabrera real quick. So if you want to see Hall of Fame numbers, well, speaking of speaking of which, we're we're seeming to be upsetting the Yankees' constituency. Good. Good. Then we did our job for tonight. Wow. People are really upset about this whole Yankees thing. I didn't know Yankees fans even. Well, we. Okay, okay you ready, Kev? What? Miguel Cabrera's been in the league for 11 years. Uh-huh. He's 30 years old. He's got 1,260 RBIs. He's got over. He's got 400 more RBIs than David Wright. Mm-hmm. He's got 365 home runs. He's a career 321 hitter. Okay. You know, okay. Okay, he's, they're, he's they're a Hall of Famer. They're Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, I understand that. Been, David Wright, nice player. I, d- you he's wait. Good, good. I, I will wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna email J. A. Donde right now. Give he's getting them in. J. A. Donde. And by the way, the, the at mess, ESPN.com. The mess just yeah. uh, is an extra coach, Terry Collins. Yeah. They just signed him to a three-year deal. <sighs> Extension. Apparently. Seriously. Apparently, they thought they're going places. There's no one's going at that NFC East is. is Ridiculous. So I don't really see anyone going, going much of anywhere. The N- oh the NL the NL East you mean? Yeah. Well the NFC. What I say? NFC, NFC East. East. Well they're they're, well, they're, they're both the, horrible. NL East, NFC East. It doesn't really matter. I no one's I, going anywhere. I think anywhere. the Braves could beat the Redskins right now. So I think you can kind of just mix them all together. You might be right. Well, Kev, let's. Uh, I believe we have on the nut line um, Harold Castleman. Harold is the author of. Uh, a new book, A Pitch for Justice. Uh, let me just go to Harold's information real quick. Harold's big time, yes. big time writer. Harold, welcome to the uh, Matchup Zone. How are you? 
I'm fine, Kevin. Thank you for having me. We we really appreciate you stopping uh, stopping by. So Harold, you're a baseball you're a baseball tri- expert. I'm going to consider you a well, baseball expert. Is that is that uh, fair analysis? I agree. With, I agree that David Wright's a Hall of Famer. Nice. No, Harold. See, okay. No, see? Don't do it. The Harold. Not the, yet. That's what I was going for. I was just. I was just trying to say. Why, why do you? Why do you say that? Or are you just trying to appease me? Or make no, Mike not at all. Well, I, we do that I, all the I time. I think that the Hall of Fame uh, is a guy that dominates the position in the league for a number of years, and I think he's done that. And when he got beaned that one year, he was hurt for most of the year. But uh, he's been a consistent uh, twenty-five home run a year, close to hundred RBIs every year. Gold glove a couple couple of times, and he's as you said, thirty one. He's still got several good years left. I mean, they signed him to like an, an eight year contract. So eight hundred seventy five RBIs at this point in his career. I think he's um, destined to go into the Hall of Fame, and there aren't that many third basemen in the Hall of Fame. So I, I think his numbers are, are going to be there. And I'm not a Mets fan, believe me. Now, now, now Harold, <laughs> Harold, is Jimmy Rollins a Hall of Famer in your opinion? I, I can't. I can't. See it? I, I I really can't. As much as I'd like to, I don't I don't see that his numbers are there. I think he's a tremendous fielding shortstop, and he had some great offensive years, uh, 2007, uh, you know, MVP. Obviously, I I just don't think he's quite in the category. There there are too many other great shortstops uh, for me to put him in the Hall of Fame. But you never know. Veterans Committee could put him in there. He's certainly going to lead the Phillies and virtually every category except home runs. That happened to Donovan McNabb, too, and uh, <laughs> he's not going to any Hall of Fame. Right, right. Well, Harold, that's the point. Uh, right. <laughs> Harold, let, let, let's get to your book, uh, A Pitch for Justice. Uh, real, real quick, I mean, I'm, I'm always intrigued by guys who write a book. I, I'm not that smart, so I, I don't have the, the... Don't be so hard on yourself, Mike. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really have the the kind of brain capacity to write a book. I mean, what kind of goes into writing? Give our listeners a little bit of idea. What kind of goes into writing a book? How long does it take? And, and how did you get the idea to start writing? Well, I'm not an expert in writing either, Mike. Um, but I was kind of semi-retired from practicing law. I was a prosecutor for 30 years, and I loved baseball, and I loved criminal law. And uh, my stepdaughter suggested that I write a book, and I figured – there's so many lawyers out there writing books. Maybe I'll give it a shot. And I was, I'll tell you, the, the impetus was the uh, Chase Utley and the Mets, the rivalry with the Mets since 2007 when Rollins said that we were the team to beat in 2007 right. and Carlos Beltran in 2008 said we're the team to beat. And then in 2009, Mike Pelfrey got mad at Utley for calling a timeout when he was ready to throw a pitch. And they were, he was joined to Utley. Uh, Utley shrugged his shoulders. Like, what did I do? <laughs> and then in 2010, he slid hard into second base and bowled over Ruben Tejada, who was playing short, but, but uh, covering the bag at second. And Pelfrey and David Wright were joying at him and um, hinting at some kind of retaliation. And so the idea came to me that, you know, what would happen if this escalated into a real retaliation in which some serious injury or even a death could occur. And that's how, that's how it came about. That because uh, admittedly, there's only been one death during a game uh, um, by hit by a pitch, and that was 1920. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's conceivable. I mean, and the question is whether or not there would be some criminal accountability. Right. That's that's how I wanted to position it because I, I wanted to bring in the legal aspect of my career. And uh, there hasn't been any notable criminal prosecution for for an incident that occurred in, in baseball uh, in history, at least and at Harold, the major league level. And Harold, you know, you we're, we're talking, uh, we're talking a little bit about the law uh, and, and baseball. I mean, in a sport where, Unlike you know football, you you have yourself. You're padded, but you have yourself. Baseball, you have sticks. You have a hard object that you regularly throw at people. It's it's only going to be a matter of time before something like this. I mean, 
guys have thrown the bats at pitchers. Uh, the the intensity is going on. You you, you watched the uh, Braves Milwaukee Brewers game the other day when fights right. can escalate quickly. How often? What do you think? Is do you think it's only a matter of time before someone actually uses one of these as a weapon? And or do you I think absolutely. No, I do. I really think it's going to, to happen someday. You know, it actually happened. You're too young to remember this, but I'll never forget it. When Johnny Roseburg, an all-star catcher for the Dodgers, was catching, and, and Juan Marichal, the Hall of Fame pitcher for the Giants, was up the plate, and Roseburg threw the ball back to, to his pitcher, and it was close to uh, Marichal's ear. Marichal started clubbing him with the baseball bat and really, mm-hmm. uh, really hurt Roseborough. Now, no criminal charges were ever filed, but they would be today. I mean, we have a litigious society today. There's no doubt in my mind that that, that would happen. And, you know, that brings up the Zach Greinke incidents, um, two of them. One uh, with, with the Padres at the beginning of the year. He, you know, he, he was out for eight weeks as a result of a brawl. And then um, the retaliation between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers with, with Greinke and uh, Ian Kennedy. And Ian Kennedy, after Puig got hit in the uh, in the face, Ian Kennedy threw uh, at, at Greinke's head, and the bench is cleared. So it's not implausible. Harold, we're, again, we're on the line yes, with Mike. author, book writer Harold Castleman. Harold, now you you have a law, you know, you have a degree in law. Now, let's say, let's say, for instance, a pitcher throws at a batter hits a batter, and now the batter comes out to the mound with his bat and hits the pitcher with a bat. Now, he would probably be charged with some kind of, you know, aggravated, aggravated assault. assault with a lethal weapon, I would assume, mm-hmm. right? He, he could be if the, now, if the pitcher wanted to file criminal charges. He could uh, be. Okay, now here's my point. A pitcher who throws close to nine, you know, 99, 100 miles per hour, if he's purposely throwing at a batter, isn't a baseball considered a, a lethal weapon at some point? I mean, everyone kind of Mike, said, well, you're, the, giving me, you're giving me a, a perfect opportunity to plug my book again because let's, let's it, it, in, the, in the case or that develops uh, after the, the beating in, in my book, the prosecutor argues that a baseball thrown at, ni- in, the, in my case, 95 miles an hour is in fact a deadly weapon because under the law anything is is capable of being considered a deadly deadly weapon if it is capable of causing serious bodily injury or injury that results in death. So certainly a baseball could be considered a deadly weapon. Clearly a bat would be, but in my novel the baseball is considered a deadly weapon. That's what he argues to the jury, and and frankly that's what the grand jury found. But I can't give away the ending. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's the premise, and you know there's a question of his intent, and the, the kid happens to be a rookie, and his manager, who's a, an old school kind of a manager in the style of Billy Martin or maybe a Dallas Green, orders retaliation. He wants him to stick it in his ear, and mm-hmm. so you know who's who's culpable there? Is the manager culpable? The yeah, pitcher as well, both of them. And that's it's a good point because we said before there's it's only going to be it's not going to be an if it's going to be a when something like this happens. I mean, you look at hockey where they're allowed to fight. It's the same thing. Someone goes and pummels the guy and kills him. Right. It becomes it becomes a legal matter when it's part of the game. At what part of when does it lose being part of the game and become assault? That's well, that's the issue, and and nobody really knows the answer right now, but I can tell you that there is, there was one incident in professional hockey in Italy where a player was slashed in the chest and he just happened to hit, hit the player in an, uh, a vein and the guy died instantly and he was charged by the Italian courts with manslaughter and he was convicted, but he got probation. Wow. But, you know, in terms of baseball, just like football is trying to do everything they can to improve safety, this year, for the first time, in the 2013 MLB contract, the, the players in baseball agreed to a new helmet, a Rawlings S100 Pro helmet, which can now withstand pitches up to 100 miles an hour. The old helmet 
could only withstand a pitch up to up to seventy. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote my book, the the new um, contract hadn't been signed yet, so I had to am- amend my book uh, and find a way to uh, where, where the the batter would still get fatally beamed, even though the pitch was ninety five miles an hour, and he was and he had that the new helmets were were available. I grandfathered in the old players so they didn't have to wear the new helmet in the novel. But, you know, baseball's trying to improve safety by, by doing things like that. But that doesn't prevent somebody from getting hit in the face or right. uh, in the nose and then uh, jamming it into his brain. So um, it, it is a deadly weapon. And for people to throw at batters in the head area is is so risky. It's It's... In my opinion, it could be uh, yeah. manslaughter. Yeah, typically when a guy throws, you know, they'll they'll kind of throw with their their thighs or their butt or lower back when a guy's intentionally hitting someone. But you start when you start throwing up around the head and neck and you know eye area, right. that's when it could be t- potentially um, you know fatal to a guy's career. I, I know, like uh, I remember, um, did Andre Dawson? I think got hit. Eric Eric. Eric Show hit Andre Dawson between the. I mean, there's been guys who've mm-hmm. gotten hit in, hit in the face. I yeah. I don't know the guy Harold. You may know the uh, Tony, Tony, from the well, Tony Caniguero. Yeah, that that's the big one. Yeah. The Red Sox, right? Yep. Yeah. But uh, um, Dawson, I don't, I don't recall that. But uh, yeah, yeah the, only, the, only, the only reason Nicolero's I remember Harold, the only remember I, the only reason <laughs> I remember it is because it uh it, it was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I used to get when I was a kid, and the pitch like you you see it, the ball just hitting him right right between the eyes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you're tampering with the guy's, uh, you know, career when you start throwing up around there. Harold, Life. Harold tell uh, tell our listeners where where they can read your book. Uh, it's available. It's an electronic book. It's an e-book, which is available on Amazon.com. So just go to a computer, uh, look up Amazon, look up my name or a pitch for justice, and then you can order it that way. It's it's readable on on uh, on Kindles. Uh, it's not a uh, hard copy, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's I mean, doing pretty well. It's been the, in the top hundred in baseball novels for a year now, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Good. You can also you can also follow uh, Harold on Twitter. It's uh, his name is at Harold Castleman. That's K A S S E L M A N. Again, at Harold Castleman. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, any more uh, books uh, in the uh, in the waiting, Harold? Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm, this book that I wrote was was unique because there's never been a book written about this topic, and I, I don't want to write a, a typical stock courtroom novel. Yep. I want to come yep. up with something unique. So uh, I'm taking my time, enjoying enjoying <laughs> marketing this book and being on shows like like this with you and Kevin. Good, good. Yeah, I haven't had a ch- I haven't had a chance to read. I'm definitely going to check it out. Mm-hmm. Harold, you, is that, you were a former prosecutor. Um, did I read yes, that correct? Camden County for 30 years. Well, one of my good, I one of my up, good friends. I grew up here. Oh, okay, good. One of my good friends is uh, Andy Rossetti. I don't know if you know Andy. Oh my goodness, absolutely. He worked in my office, I think, in 1988 for a couple of years. Wow. And his father. I tried a, a death uh-huh. penalty case with where his father was the judge. Okay. So I'm very, very familiar with him. I love his dad, and and Andy's a, a really. I was going to say sweet kid because he was a kid when he started, but he's a really, a really good lawyer. Very and he's nice a good guy. guy. And he's a good guy. That's awesome. And Harold, you know, maybe the with all the with all the nonsense going on, Aaron Hernandez, guys like this, maybe that's the next big book. Getting uh, getting into the yeah. mind of uh, one of these yeah. one of these athletes who commits a murder and what happens then. Guilty by the court of public opinion at this point with Aaron Hernandez. So that should be interesting. But uh. It should be, but I, I think I think I read that one of the witnesses is, is uh, has, has failed memory, is now changing his story. So you never it's know until, until the jury comes back with a verdict. You never know. Yeah, it's funny when you're in a traumatic incident like that how quickly your memory goes, clear as yeah, day and exactly. dark as night. That's it, Harold. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Check out Har- thank uh, you, Harold. Thank you, Thank you so much, Harold. Check out his check out Harold's book uh, at uh, Amazon at Pitch for Justice and at HaroldCastleman dot com or at Harold Castleman on Twitter. Thank you so much, Thanks, Harold. Harold. All right, guys. Thank you, Mike. Kevin. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Talking. That's a very interesting topic. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't get and, the, and you know what the great thing? It's a Phillies-Mets game. Yeah. So his book is, is based on... Well, I, re- I kind of read the preview yeah. of it, and I didn't have a chance to read the book. You know, we kind of yeah. met Harold recently, so I definitely want to check it out. It sounds like a great premise. But that's the but, thing. It's like it's based on the Phillies-Mets Phillies rivalry, Mets, yeah. and the, the guy throws at his head, and but, suddenly but it's I've, a... I've, all, I've always wondered that, like... What would happen? What would happen if a guy... Because, listen, you know, and, and you kind of know judging by the game, if it's, if it's one-to-one... Bottom of the eighth, you know, man on first or, mm-hmm. or man on th- like you, you know the pitcher's not going to throw at somebody. No, but you always kind of know the retaliation. You know the kind of the circumstances of what when, what has gone on the games before. So you kind of know when a pitcher's throwing at somebody. And I I often wonder like what happens if if a guy can a batter press charges if a pitcher throws a ball intentionally at him. Now I guess I guess I guess the counterpoint is. How you know? How do you prove that he threw intentionally? Yeah, I don't know if you can. Well, that's prove the it. that's the that's the whole thing because it's always like, oh, it slipped. This right. and that you can't. I don't right. think you can prove because it it's it, everyone witnessed the murder, but it's not like it's not like he's holding a gun. He's holding a baseball, and people get hit all the time. I mean, it's just it's a very hard case to prove what exactly happened. What was because the only one person knows for sure for sure. Maybe team. maybe two if the manager tells you to. Yeah, that's true. Then you're now you're getting the conspiracy theories right now. But yeah, pretty interesting. I definitely want to check that. I definitely yeah, Harold check Castleman, out. Yep. check him out. Again, thanks. We like to uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away. Eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight. Also by Cross River Realty. Uh, Cross River Realty specializes in off-campus housing at Temple University. Uh, Cross River Realty is also a full-service real estate company located in Philly. Check them out at CrossRiverRealty.com. That's CrossRiverRealty.com. Uh, and also Integrated Play, our girl Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside of professional being a professional athlete, you need to check out Renee, uh, 269-760-3857. She will hook you up. Uh, I know I talked to a few guys this week who uh, they said they're close to retiring. Guys that we yep. had on the show Call Renee. said they're, they're close to retiring. I said, you need to hit up Renee. There you go. You'll, uh, she'll take care of you. Again, hit us up on Twitter at the match underscore up zone. Facebook, the match up zone, and by email, the match up zone at gmail.com. Mike. What do you think about Lane Kiffin gets blown out, takes the plane home, fired, pulled pulled off the plane to be fired? Fair? Unfair? Do you, do you let it settle? Here's my thing. If you get an argument with anyone, if you're if you're if there's any kind of altercation, what do they tell you to do? If someone sends me a nasty email, what yeah, they, they, what they do I tell you to they, do? They say to sleep on it like you're sleep on it. Yeah, but Kev, you know what? This is USC football. Yeah, but right? you're not getting an argument with your next door neighbor. This is billions of dollars at stake, and and the bottom line is, they're losing kids to UCLA, in Southern California. I mean, and I'm not I'm not defending the Lane Kiffin firing in any way. I'm just saying the way it was done to pull him off the plane, it yeah. it wasn't done right. They need to just sleep on it, and it could be the same what, decision. What, what, but it, pulling him off the plane, what's that going to do? What's it? What? A few hours going to do. They still they're talking to Jack Del. They're talking about bringing Jack was Del Rio. It, he it, sat there and destroyed the Eagles. The uh, Eagles right, offense. Was today. it right when Willie Randolph got fired on a West Coast trip? No, it's not. Fi- it's not fair. But, Kevin, it's but a business. I mean, it's a business though. It's not. It's not a high school team. It's a business. Where I agree. Mistake. And the bottom line is Lane Kiffin. He started out on a, like a, a ball of fire. I mean, I think he yeah. won, he won his first six or seven or eight games or whatever it was. And the bottom line is now he, he's they're not. They got who? They just they got. He gave up sixty two. Arizona points. State. Arizona State. You know what's funny? You know, Tennessee. It's not Iona. Tennessee fans are going nuts right now because they're so happy because he he dropped them to move on, and it's like they almost think of it as as sour. It's like sour grapes. Like he's, oh good, you got what's coming to you. He's not getting another job anytime soon. I he'll someone someone will reach out. No, to I him. just don't think so. He's well. He was with Oakland. He was with the Raiders. You need a certain but kind look, of look at but, the, but you need no certain, one's been good at the Raiders. But you need a certain John Madden. You need a certain kind of personality to coach USC. Yeah, it's kind of like Kentucky. It's Pete Carroll. Like, Kentucky, like you look at Pete Carroll, he was great for USC. Notre Dame, you need a big name. You need guys who are going to be in with the boosters. That you need someone that the boosters are going to like. You need someone with that kind of pizzazz that can light up a room. And Lane Kiffin just isn't that guy. I don't Pete know. Carroll was. 
Yeah, but they brought him in because they saw, you know, Lane Kevin, a young guy, uh, has yeah, California cool, kind of that same persona. But, yeah, if you don't reach out, I, I, I agree. I agree with his firing. I just think it's crappy the way it happened. I don't like the way that it happened to pull him off the off the team plane and do it that night. What? Let me ask you a question. Because people get me, fired up. You need to just, you you just need to. What? Why do you care? I don't. What do Here, you care it, about Lane uh, Kiffin? You know, I'll tell you why I care. And history, 3,000 miles, who cares about Lane Because Kiffin? I have deep-seated resentment for people who do that. I, I told you, the whole Korea story, I'm in Korea playing on one knee. The game ends, and they bring me in and tell me they're releasing me. I was like, well, my knee doesn't work. And they're like, I don't care. Were you getting paid at the time? Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. But like, but here's it's the a thing. business. But they brought me in immediately after the game. I had told them that my knee didn't work. I don't like – I was – that, that – bothered me more than more than anything the fact that you can't you, you couldn't just say hey this isn't working out we're going to pay you the rest of our contract because god knows that didn't happen but they couldn't have waited till the morning like what what kind of what kind of dirt bag does that i just think it's scummy to to call someone in right after the game because it's fresh in your mind it's you're angry i'm angry if if, if there's a player that i got in an altercation with in the game, and I see him in the locker room 10 minutes later, I'm going to want to fight him. If I see him the next day walking around the street, you're I'll gonna probably want, just... You're going to want to fight him. No, well, yeah, me, because yes. I'm crazy. Yes. But I'm saying, like, normal human beings will just walk right past him and be like, maybe know. maybe yeah. say something derogatory under their back. I don't, I, don't, I don't have any problem with the way it was done. I, don't have I, have, I have huge problems. Yeah, not, not when it Lane comes, Kiffin, not when my it comes, man. Not when it comes to college football and there's a lot of money on the line. Well, don't get me... I don't want to even get... So how about, how about uh, Arian Foster? Saying that he took money at Tennessee, ridiculous. Yeah, but they, they're all taking money. Right. They're all taking money, and I I get it. Some there it's going to change. The NCAA actually said that there's going to be changes, uh, because they it just can't go on like this. Well, let, let me ask you this, Peyton Peyton Manning, Kev, real quick. Uh, LeBron James and A Rod get a they you know they get kind of vilified for not winning more in the postseason, but yet Peyton Manning. Gets away squeaky clean. Well, why do you think that is? Because he's Peyton Manning. He's a good guy. Yeah. Because he's a good guy. People just hate the root for. People hate the root for bad dudes. Yeah, I, and that's and that's it. People want their people want their athletes to be squeaky clean. Charles Barkley said, "I'm not a role model." However, people want their athletes to be clean. They want, but, but like Charles Barkley can say he's not a role model, but he is. But he is a role model. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people are and he knows he is. Yeah, you know, he knows he is right. But here's the thing: people, people want, people hate Vic because he killed, he was like murdered dogs. And guess what? I, I agree that he did something terrible, but the the fact that a lot of people can't separate football from that, I it's it's because it's that's what fans do. Like they can't separate the fact that he committed crimes. Ray Lewis committed crimes. Jamal Lewis. These guys, Aaron Hernandez committed crimes, and they can't separate the two so they now you're always going to be the bad guy ray lewis still we talked about it the other day he's sitting there talking about the aaron hernandez case and people yeah. are going what who gives you the right like well, who are who are you so he's never convicted that, I mean, that's no he thing, wasn't you know? but he's it's still the court of but popular I, I, opinion. I guess that's like oj sitting there talking about a crime yeah oj didn't he just get cooked stealing cookies, cookies. The... yeah he stole like 12 cookies yeah and he's, he's diabetic <laughs> <laughs> we got Don from Fairfax on the line. Don, how are you? What do you got over us tonight? I'll tell you what Don has a, a big a big win over Oakland. Is what Don has. Don does have a big win over Oakland tonight. Here's here's what I got. Elwood has his music tonight. I got some music. It goes like Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins. Oh, I, I'm geez. I'm thinking it's it's. Like the dynamo is formed and it's just starting to roll now, and I, I'm thinking uh, probably the Redskins and the Colts in the Super Bowl. I, I don't think, know. Think. Redskins. <laughs> Are you and, thinking and, that too? I'm thinking it. You're that, thinking that, Redskins. That, the, the game that game started out bad for for Red. Weren't they down ten nothing early? I was kind of yeah. I, I turned it on a little bit later, and I was watching it kind of off and on. Uh, but it, interesting, for a while they were running their hurry up offense. No, no. Where do you think that came from? Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Well, they, they should. And, they should but, start running the hurry up, defend. <laughs> hurry up and yeah, defend hurry up somebody. And defend. That's what <laughs> the Eagles need to run. Hurry up and defend. Hurry but up and. Play. An off, 
they have an off week next week to enjoy it. And I don't know who they get after that. Do you guys know? Uh, who, the the Redskins? Yeah. Let me see here. They're I'll off next it. week. They're off next week. I'll look it up real quick here. The Redskins have... Let's see here. Redskins. Funny. That's the first time I've ever known the, the lyrics. I just thought they said the same thing over and over again. Yeah, me they, too. I, I've been a to of... a couple of games. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it kind of like everything runs into the next thing. Yeah. Don, they play Dallas in two weeks, 8.30 Sunday night game. Oh, my God. Oh, that's I, I know when I'll be going to bed early. <laughs> right. so it's, uh, that'll be the first Kick Sunday off. night. I'll be bed, in bed by 9 Kick p.m. at 8.30. Kev will be in bed by 8.40. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you guys think about the the controversy over the Redskins name? Hey, you know what people are, and here's the thing: people are very sensitive to. to it's a very sensitive time for people. These names, it's tradition. It's been around for years, like ninety uh, years. Yeah, it's it. At this point, I think you just have to accept it. I I understand that it's derogatory, and I understand that it's not good. And and it's 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 uh yeah it's derogatory towards Native Americans. I get that. I just think that for something that's been around so long, at some point it almost ha- these new things have to be grandfathered in. Like no other team can now join any league with a with a name like that. I just think that you're taking. What are they going to do? Change the? It just doesn't. It won't be right. It won't seem right. Uh. You're taking away tradition, and I'm a big backer of tradition. The Braves, the Redskins, I get it. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of names out there like that. But and, and the basketball the team changed from the Bullets to the Wizards. No, I, I think yeah. I get that more. That, that one, right. that one makes sense. Yeah. Bullets to to Wizards, especially when uh, Gilbert Arenas was in the locker room. Remember when Gilbert <laughs> yeah. Arenas had a gun in the locker room? He thought well, once, he was still playing once, for the Bullets. Unsaid. West, once Wes Unstead, uh he went down. It's just like, yeah, yeah there's no, there's nothing really else for to keep the Bullets name alive anymore. For but him. you listen to Roger Goodell talk about the name, and he said, you know, and I, I don't think well, didn't he say he's going to leave it up to Daniel Snyder? Yeah, and Daniel I, Snyder said he's not going to change the name. He's not going to change. Yeah, he's not going to change it. Um, Don, we're up against it right now. We're we're off in a few minutes, but thanks for calling in. Let us know how everything's going in uh, D.C. Do some dancing on cars or whatever you guys do down there in, uh, in in the D.C. area, Don. Thanks for calling in. I'll be Thanks, taking Don. it easy. We have the off week next week, and I'll I'll talk to you next week or the week after. Yeah, Send call my us when you're down in Florida on vacation. I will. Have uh, a good right, night, thanks. guys. You too, Don. Thanks. Uh, Mike, now's, not, now's as good of a time as ever to uh, promote the great pumpkin uh Great Pumpkin Face-Off that we have coming up uh, October 26th in downtown Hanfield. So far, we, we have uh, a few. We have Shipyards in, Weyerbacher, uh Southern Tier. Some really big names are sending us are sending us the beer, and we're gonna we're gonna sample it. It's gonna be a blind taste test. Uh, we're gonna have myself, you, you and myself, uh, you know, our producer, our EP, and celebrity uh, a celebrity uh, celebrity judge to be uh, to be determined. Well, we, TBA. We have we have a we have an idea, but I don't really want to give it away. I think it'll be fun. Uh, so we we have that coming up October 26th in downtown Haddonfield. It's going to be a party, Oktoberfest going on, and uh, we'll have we'll have our little our little great pumpkin face off. So make plans, put it on your calendar. It will be a good time. It will be a fun night. I'm just we ha- we're we're still trying to figure out the particulars, rounds, things like that. But uh, we also want to say thank you to Weyerbacher Shipyard, those the the places that have, we've actually got the the samples from so far. Thank you. Uh, we will we will keep keep advertising, keep talking about this to get your guys' names out there. We really appreciate it. Again, we want to thank our sponsors tonight. Uh, Integrated Play. Go see Renee Shaw if you're looking to transition into a career. Two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven foam pack supplier of all Graco products. We are just a phone call away, eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight and by Cross River Realty. 
uh, specializing in off-campus housing at Temple University. Check them out, CrossRiverRealty.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are up against it. We are out. This is the Matchup Zone. We will see you again next Sunday night. As always, it will be a good time, and uh, keep watching. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm, I'm